Okay, so it took me a little while before I actually sat down to watch Netflix's Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. And it's not because I doubted that Jim Henson Studios could pull off the show. It's that I'm such a huge fan of the original movie that I was afraid I wouldn't like it. Well, I've watched it now, and we're going to talk about it on today's Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my new book, Crucify My Love. I wonder how I sound to y'all. I'm currently auditioning a new space in the house that I may be turning into the podcast studio. It's really quiet in here. It's almost creeping me out a little bit. Hopefully it doesn't make my breath terribly loud. I do have a dog in here with me and she's making popping exploration noises, so... Hopefully that won't be too distracting, but we shall see. (laughs) Do let me know what you think about this new space and if the podcast sounds better, because I really want it to sound better. So yeah, today we're going to be talking about the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. But before we get into all that, if you haven't already, please do take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. really does help out a lot. It tells the algorithm to share the podcast with more people. The more people listen, the bigger the community, the bigger the community, the better the chance we actually get to interact in real life. And after all, that's why I do this in the first place. All right, so I'm just going to cut right to the chase, because I know it's the thing that everybody's probably wondering who has any interest whatsoever in what I have to say about this show. It's good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. It took me a little bit to get into it, not because of the puppets, not because of the little bit of computer animation that they put into it. It was more just fear. Fear kept me away from this show a lot longer than I think any other show that's come out, especially here recently, because it's, it is extremely hard to under, to overestimate how much I absolutely love the Dark Crystal movies. Their movie. It is so good. See, I, I say movies because I have the book and uh, the the one that Brian Froud did that goes into all the backstory and the creation of Thra and everything. And so in my head, there have been many movies, the origin of Agra and everything. But that's because I have loved The Dark Crystal since I was a child. I think I was one of the few kids who saw it when it first came out who didn't initially freak out. I know a lot of kids did because it is a uh, difficult movie, especially for impressionable children who aren't into the darker things. The Skeksis are terrifying, especially as a child. And I think still to this day, the Skeksis are horrifying. And the effects that were used in the original movie and in this show, I think only add to how freaky, frightening, and scary they are. Now, I, I've heard some 
comments about how this relates to the original the original one if we're just talking about the movie and not any of the ancillary media that came out in relationship to it didn't give us a lot of backstory on the Urskex, the race that existed prior to the Skeksis and the Mystics getting divided, and didn't give us a lot of history about Thra or the Gelflings. So I am just going to hold this movie to account, this, this series to account for what it does with the material that it has. The casting is amazing they did such a good job with the cast by having one set of actors actually do the puppetry and another voice voice the character i mean it, it it was very very well done the thing that kind of bugged me the most about it and it's the one thing that i i just kept making jokes with brian about while we were watching it is how is it that th- this puppet show is so much better than Game of Thrones. And, I mean, on every level, it's creepier than Game of Thrones ever got. It is more, it has much more emotional impact than a lot of things that Game of Thrones had. I mean, I'll give a couple episodes here, there, and yonder. And it actually has some actors from Game of Thrones in it. I mean, Lena Healy, oh my goodness, she plays the Madra of the uh, Stone in the Wood clan. And she's just amazing. I mean, I think the the moral of the story is everyone that they cast is really good for the part that they cast them in. And the story works. Now, I don't know what their plans for this series are. Because, well, if you've seen the movie, you know how this series has to end. It's It's like the Clone Wars. We know how the Clone Wars ended because... By the end of it, we no longer have a republic, we have an empire. We know how the Clone Wars are going to end, and we know how the Age of Resistance ends. By the time we get to the film, there will only be two Gelfling known to have survived. Now, there may be more in a hidden pocket somewhere that they start bringing out. Maybe some of the Groton survive, because, you know, they live in caves underground, so maybe some of them, but by the time we get to the film, you know, we, we just have Jen and Kira. That's it. So, yeah, we'll have to see how that works. The show itself takes full advantage of the puppetry available to them to create some very memorable creatures and characters. We, of course, meet several Fizzgig in here, as one would expect. We actually meet Skeksis that are not in the film and that's the interesting thing because by the time the movie starts as we get from the very opening monologue there's that statement that there are only 10 left and i'm not i didn't actually count how many are shown in here but several times there are mentions of skexies who are not in the castle that we did not meet in here the 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 winner for me in this whole thing has to be Mark Hamill. I mean, Mark Hamill's voice work is probably second to his role as Luke Skywalker, probably going to be the thing that he's remembered most for. He plays and voices the uh, scientist Skeksy. He's wonderful. He's brilliant. He's over the top. He's 
everything you could possibly want from Mark Hamill playing Skeksy in a Jim Henson Studios production for The Dark Crystal. I mean, he just, he stole the show in every scene that he's in, and uh, there can never be too much Agra. I loved Agra from the movie, and oh, this Agra, this Agra is so good, I don't want to spoil anything until we get into the spoiler section, but oh man, this, this Agra is phenomenal, very well done. The new cast of characters we meet, from Bria to Rianne to Deet, are interesting, they're very distinct, especially for Gelfling. They they really did a good job, not only visually being able to tell the Gelfling apart and giving a sense of culture to the various clans of the Gelfling, but the three characters that kind of we focus on most, I guess you'd say four, because Celadon is a very important character in there as well. They, they're so distinct in their personality and their appearance, and they really do become full-fledged characters throughout the course of the story. Now, one of the last things I feel like I have to talk about before we go into the spoiler zone is whether or not you should let your kids watch this if you're debating about that. Now, I'm of the opinion that as long as it's done safely, that it's okay to show kids scary material. I remember as a child being freaked out by the flying monkeys in Wizard of Oz. I remember being terrified by the Skeksis. I also remember being terrified of Jaws when I saw that for the first time. I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing, but if you have a particularly sensitive child that is prone to nightmares, yeah, this might not be the show for them to watch. It, it's it's creepy. It's really creepy. It is traumatic in some of the scenes that it depicts. The Skeksis are monsters and are portrayed as monsters. So bear that in mind before, you know, letting your kids watch it if it's something that might not be appropriate for them. So now we're going to enter the spoilers zone. Now we're going to talk about things that actually happened in the show that could be considered spoilers. I, I, I really don't know how to handle this one because I kind of want to do a lot of episodes, so we'll see how much we actually talk about, and depending on your feedback, we may come back and visit this series a couple more times. But if you have not seen The Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance on Netflix, and do not want to hear anything about the plot or the characters or how the story ends up, now's the time to go watch it and come back and listen to the rest of the podcast then. Alrighty? Okay. I think it was a brilliant idea to end the series where they did. I don't know if they're working on a second series. I honestly don't want to know. <laughs> if, if a second season appears, then I will watch it. But if this is the only season we get of this show I think they did a brilliant job and I, I personally don't want any more seasons I mean I guess they could give us the war with the Gartham but if I'm looking at the timeline correctly then Jen and Kira's parents are alive in the show that we're watching now and I personally think that Deet and, J and Rianne are Kira's parents. Personal opinion, 
but I, I just, I really feel like they're Deed's parents. And yeah, it would be interesting to find out how they cure um, Deet of the Darkening. I think that would be interesting, and I would definitely watch that. But again, we know where this is going. This season, the series ends with the creation of the first Gartham. And we know that the Gartham were used to wipe out the um, Gelflings. Now, having said that, the film says that it takes place a thousand years after the crystal was shattered, after the crystal of truth was shattered and it became the dark crystal. This series takes place, they say a thousand trine after the crystal had been broken, after the Skeksis first appeared. So taking those two things into consideration together, that basically tells me that we're not that far off. We're a generation or two away from Jen and Kira's quest to heal the Dark Crystal. So, like I said, their parents have to be alive. Now, they could do some fumbling with the math because the movie very cl clearly says years. The Skeksis refer to everything as trines. And there may be a distinction between what a trine is and what a year is. And we, we could do some wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff to give more space for story to, to to take place but there the the film makes it clear that kira was living in a gelfling village when the gartham attacked and her mother hid her in a tree and then she was raised by the podlings so her mother was alive at the end of the age of resistance and trust me we watched the Dark Crystal, the, the movie, right after we finished the series, and I looked very, very hard at the Gelfling that hides Kira, and it it could easily be Deet. It could easily be Deet. She's wearing a hood, so we don't get to see her face, and they could easily make that Deet. That, that is a thing that they could easily do if they wanted to, but that's just because I think Rianne is going to find a way to save Deet, and they are going to be the progenitors of Kira. Mainly because Kira and Deep reminds me so much of Kira, that's why I'm I'm going that way. Um that that's just me theorizing. I I, I don't know. The the series worked on so many different ways. I loved the palace intrigue. I loved how, loved how they did everything with the Almadra, with the drama between her and um the Stone and the Wood clan. How they played off the clan politics. I, I loved the podlings. The podlings were probably my least favorite part of the original movie because by that part point they had had some of their essence taken away and were basically just slaves in the Skeksis kingdom except for the few podlings we see in just one scene in the original movie and this really fleshed out the podlings a lot more and gave me a better sense of who they are. I also like that this series, and I have a feeling that Jim Henson would as well, I really like that this series depicted a good Skeksy. Um, I believe it was Skeksan. It, it's hard to tell because every every Skeksy has a name that's Skeks and a syllable. I believe it was Skeksan. Um, the Heretic. They also have a title. And he was the Heretic. It was the Heretic and the Wanderer. And that 
he chose to live with his mystic counterpart after the split and was cast out from the castle by the other Skeksis because he argued that they should do the same. I really like that because the all of the Skeksis that are presented in the film are uniformly evil. And that's, I think, something that was done for simplicity's sake in the original story. But I, I think Jim Henson would have been very happy with the idea that, yes, good Skeksis did exist, and we've met at least one of them. And that that character had su- played such an interesting role in there and actually telling the story about how the Erskeks became the Skeksis and the Mystics. It, it, it was fascinating. It was interesting. I really liked it. And if they do more seasons, I kind of want to know what happens because if I understood things when, when they went back to the Tower of the Sun, it looked like the Mystic and um, the Wanderer and the Heretic had passed beyond. And I feel like that needs that needs some explanation. I'm not sure exactly what happened there. If they had fulfilled their role and thus kind of ascended, or maybe I missaw that. But that that did kind of confuse me a little bit because I understand that you know the archer was gone because the hunter is gone. But I, I don't know what would have taken out the heretic and the wanderer. I, I don't understand that part of it. And I, I, I would like further input, because that didn't quite make sense for me. All in all, though, the show worked on so many levels. As far as a fantasy series goes, man, this is what I want from a fantasy series. It's a completely different world that operates by its own rules, but those rules are comprehensible. You can take time, you can learn them and then understand exactly how the setting works. And this series does a really good job explaining those rules and explaining the world and making it all believable and workable. And I'm, I'm very happy about that. I, I, I really am. And I kind of hope, I, I don't know, I'm divided. I want more, but this season was so good. I don't know if I want to risk more, but we'll see. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did and you haven't already, please do rate the episode on whatever app you're listening to me on. It does help out a lot. If you've got a dollar, you can pass my way. In the show notes, you'll find a link to the both my Patreon and the Community Support tab. The difference between the two is the people on Patreon occasionally get stuff. Thank you to everybody who already does that. It really, that, I can't express my thanks enough. If you don't have any money right now or you don't feel like giving, that's fine. But if you know somebody that you think would like this podcast, do share it with them. That helps out immensely. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show, in the show notes you'll find a link to the voice message system. Voice message. Why can't I say message? System in the show notes. Keep it short, keep it clean, so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. You can also hit me up on Twitter and Instagram. I am C.E. Dorset on both. You can find links to everything that I do over at ProjectShadow.com. As we're getting deeper and deeper into Preptober and working towards trying to figure out what I'm going to be writing in National Novel Writing Month in November, I would love your feedback. I kind of want to... I know what I want to write because I want to finish... Uh, glorify my name but i know how 
this month works for me and we'll see what ends up happening when we get there. But if you're going to be taking part in National Novel Writing Month, I would love to hear from you because, you know, we can start a group together. That'd be awesome. So until next time, don't forget, have the fun. Bye.